Shalom, shalom, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Pulse of Israel here in our eternal and ancestral homeland, the land of Israel, in our eternal and indivisible capital, Jerusalem, since King David's time. First of all, before I introduce today's very special guest in our program, I just want to remind you, you guys know what to do. If you have not yet subscribed to our Pulse of Israel daily videos, with the politically incorrect truth coming out of the land of Israel from a proud indigenous Jew, just go to pulseofisrael.com and subscribe. So today I want to introduce Gila Jedwab, a friend, a social network friend who I hope to one day soon actually meet in person. Uh, she is a dentist, she is a mother, a wife, and an author. And she has been very public about her perspective, her very Torah Bible-based perspective and spiritual-based perspective for all of humanity, not just for Jews, on, ready for this, everybody? Feminine divinity, all right? So I, this is something that, believe it or not, I am a male. I am a male who understands the yin and yang's of life, of creation, of the, 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 the beauty of God's creations of man and and woman, and the specialness and differences of each, and the powers of each. There are crossovers, feminine characteristics, or more male characteristics, but even with that, there are men and women, each with its own power, and we're going to delve deeper into hearing from Gila, feminine divinity. Here we go. Everyone welcome Gila Jedwab. Shalom, shalom, Gila. Hey, Avi. It is so wonderful having you on my program. I've been following you and so inspired. I mean, anyone who does not, anyone who knows you knows how positive and inspiring you are with all your messages about everything going on in the world. Um, and it is just such a, such a pleasure having you today. So did I do a good job of introducing you or how would you, how would you adjust what I said? No, that was perfect, Avi. And I just want to tell you, I'm so honored and happy to finally be talking to you in person. I've been your fan for so long. And I feel like you and I are on the same vibe. Like we're both such naturally wired optimists. We're both so, you know, I feel like we're, we have the Simcha Sachayim. I feel it from you. Simcha Sachayim is Hebrew for the, the happiness of life. Right. There's no real translation for Simchat Achayim. It's like one of those Hebrew phrases. It's like this exuberance that I feel from you, Avi. So I'm very happy we can finally connect like this. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. So this is such an important topic, especially, I mean, throughout history, it's an important topic, especially today with the, the growing confusion, total confusion of, of, of genders as if, as if, men and equal in our makeup, in our biological, psychological, metaphysical, yada, 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 makeup as if we're totally equal when there is so much power to the male and power to the female and differences. So can you really give us a deep dive into what you describe as feminine divinity and what that means? Feminine divinity for me, is um, understanding that our strength lies in our spirituality, in our the emotional space. I feel men are more in the cerebral space, the thinking space, which we need in the world. They're leaders, they're, they're constantly thinking what the next move is, they're action-based. And women are 
nurturers. We are in the feeling realm of life. I, I personally connect with God through my heart space. And um, that's why we were talking before we started recording that women in Judaism um, aren't, we're exempt from a lot of the, the mitzvot, the commandments that are locked into time because we don't need all, even, even praying three times a day, women are exempt from that and men are on the clock. Because literally men are on the clock to pray three times a day at certain times of the day. Correct. And women are exempt from having to do that. Exactly. So because I'm my, I'm praying 24 seven, my heart is, is plugged in 24 seven. Whereas I think men get lost in the day to day, um, you know, structure of, you know, when they're at work, they're, they're thinking. So that's, and this is why I am beginning to understand my own strength much more as I'm first learning about this within the past few years. I was never taught this, but I'm learning through books I'm reading and YouTube videos. I'm really educating myself because I want to come into my own feminine strength and understand because I feel like the coming days of redemption, we're going to go into a more um, shina, like the female aspect of God. We're going to enter that space where God comes in and I think even time is going to be eliminated in the Imos HaMashiach. We're going to not, when our days are going to be structured so differently that um, I want the strength to come online as much as possible to help bring in this time where the, the female aspect, the feminine, the divine feminine comes into our world. So I want to embody it to help hasten the redemption process. Right. And for, and for anyone who's not familiar, the Hebrew terminology Gila is using, Yemot HaMashiach, is the redemption times, the times of the Messiah, of, of Mashiach. But let me ask you this, because some women might be listening and say, wait a second, did Gila just say women are more spiritual and, men, and praying 24-7 and it's the men that are thinking 24-7 about their jobs? Well, that's sexist. Well, I'm a woman and I'm not praying 24-7. And I'm thinking about my job pretty much all day long. I have a stressful life and a stressful job. So I don't accept that, Gila Jedwab. Well, so how do you how would you answer a woman who comes to you like that with that? Well, this is where I, I get a little controversial, Abby, because okay. I understood. Um, I understood, and you could disagree with me, but I understood. Um, I put the pieces of the puzzle together about media narratives and how they influence society. Because I saw from the past two years how strongly the media can influence the mind and capture the consciousness of the population. So um, you go back to the 60s and you see how um, the women's live movement put women out into the workforce. It took us them out of the homes. And I see now with there's a, a strong movement to disband the family unit, the mother, the father, and there's a whole, um, it's, um, there's a confusion of the genders, let's just say, very strongly in the world right now. And I understand the bigger plan here. It started out in the 60s. It's, it's a slow rolling plan to um, confuse the roles of the men and the women that's coming to a crescendo now, Abby, where you see right. pictures, disturbing pictures of men nursing babies. I mean, it's just, it, I, do you agree with me? It's gotten to a point. Oh, where 100%. I agree with you. I've been very vocal yeah. on, 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 on the agenda 
a transgender agenda. It, it started on just, it started back in the 80s, just on we should have uh, sympathy and acceptance for, for gays and lesbians. And it's dwarfed into transgenderism and millions of pronouns and where people now identify as cats and animals and we have to respect them <laughs> and children are ushered in california just passed a law where children should be allowed to have sex changes without the parents permission and if the parents are against it then california state law that just passed would mean the state could punish the parents for being against their children changing and mutilating their bodies without parent right. approval, children. So it's out there that it's all been happening in by piecemeal, a little bit at a time. So, right. so the back, exactly. everyone would have been up in, up in arms just like five, 10 years ago. Everyone would have been up in arms. And now it's just, okay, I guess so. Because we've just been right. little by little, right. one piece at a time. Fed it's, gone off, it's gone off the rails. And when we look at the origins of it, I can see that they were taking the mothers out of the homes which is, I'm a working mother, I enjoy working, but it should be a choice and it shouldn't become like the mainstream. That coupled with the, the, all the financial stress that the world has come under, I think there's just one big overarching plan that we are watching unfold. And I understand the gender aspect of it and the, and the confusion of it. So then I wanna reclaim my feminine strengths that have been distorted by this plan that ties into the greater, you and I have discussed this, there's a greater plan at play here. So once I understood that piece of the puzzle, the gender piece, I understood that I wanna reclaim what my birthright is as a woman. And my birthright is the spiritual piece. Men are spiritual beings as well, just as women are thinking beings. It's not saying women aren't right. thinking, but there are two different strengths. And when we understand the strengths, the world runs smoothly. And Avi, I understand that what the enemy is afraid of is a woman in her divine feminine, a man in his divine masculine, because the union of those two brings shalom bias, Avi. Right. brings peace in the home. And when there's peace in the home, there's peace in the world, Avi, because we raise children in love and not fear. That's why when we say, um, you know, when when men and women have have peace, what comes down? The shechina, the divine feminine comes down into the home because the home is a relaxed atmosphere. When a woman is led by a man in his divine masculine, when he's in his strength, a woman is relaxed. A woman is nurturing and loving and kids are secure. And when kids are secure, they, they're not going to grow up to become mass murderers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like it, it all starts with a woman in her strength in the home, a man in his strength, the peace and love that is born from that, and God himself coming to join in because God notices like, oh, this is beautiful. God feels the energy and matches the energy in the home because he feels, you know, he feels compatible. God's energy is then compatible with that home. Wow. So I want to throw this thought off of you because this is how I've I've talked about it and taught about and explained as well in touching upon all different issues, especially in Israel, where I'll, I'll show you the connection. And I once actually I once actually explained this to like non-Jewish Swedish people over my house for Shabbat who were in synagogue, right? They were in synagogue, an Orthodox synagogue in our community. 
like experiencing the, the, the Jewish experience. One second. And they were asking, and they were asking me, asking us at the table, why is there a separate section for women? Why don't men and women sit together? And I went into explaining in Judaism, we understand there's a difference between men, men and women and, and just traditionally, whatever. But then I said, you know what it's really about? Women are about life. Women are the closest thing to God on earth because women can create. Women create a new life with a man's help, obviously, but the actual work and the birthing process is totally the woman. God is the creator. Uh, what, how do we look up to God as, as the divine, as the creator? And yet a woman has that godly power that a man does not have and cannot have, no matter how hard he tries. Right. And yet man was given the power, more the physical power, to be the protector of life. There is nothing wrong with, with understanding that difference. And in today's world, we've forgotten that. In today's world, it's like, no, 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 there's equality. No, there's no equality. A man can't give birth and a woman has a power and it's a spiritual power. Because when we, when I say at least, and people can agree or disagree with me, but when I say that a woman is the closest thing to God on earth in terms of having the ability to, to, to create life, that in and of itself highlights the heightened spirituality that a woman has in order to create life, in order to be the natural nurturer, that a man can never have. A man can be nurturing, a man can be spiritual, but our biological makeup that God gave us is different than the woman from the outset and can never be that same spiritual level, level or that, that same divine creator ability that a woman. And that's like I how I explain. That's why I, I'm I'm gonna go controversial for a second, but a different direction in terms of Israel. I'm very vocal, or not vocal enough, really, with the the feminist agenda here in Israel to have women in all of the fighting units in the Israeli army. It's like yes, some women might have the the physical capability, but to me, it's. It's not only about the fact that men and women shouldn't be on the fighting force together, because I don't know about you, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a God-created man, and I don't want to be in the guardhouse for four hours with an attractive woman trying to be focused on, on the terrorists. I'm sorry. I think I'm pretty normal. And there are just there is sexual tension that God created in the world. So women and men are not supposed to be fighting in the same units, in the same foxhole. It's not going to be the same fighting force. And that's even if you have the strongest men and the most motivated military women. All right. So that's on one level. But that's, that, that's only the second level. The higher level is a woman represents life. Her, her, her spiritual being, her psychological makeup is about giving life. A woman is not supposed to be in a killing field. If a woman has to, of course, God commands, even in war, a milchemet mitzvah. If a woman's needed to take up a gun to, to protect our lives, of course. But that shouldn't be the given situation. 
and the feminist agenda, again, which ironically is an agenda that calls Israel an occupational force not to send children to the army. So can we already see the hypocrisy that they're the ones who are calling for women to be in all the fighting units and all the elite units? It's not because they want to protect Israel, because they want to use the, the gender agenda to, to weaken Israel and weaken the Israeli army. But putting that aside, a, a woman who represents life is not supposed to be in a killing field. Again, if she has to, wait, then great. Not great, then, then, then she will. But that shouldn't be the norm. And the agenda today is put the feminist agenda is pushing Israel, the Israeli army, the Israeli government to put women in all these different fighting units and elite units, the elite commando units, every single one. So what what's your feedback? I spoke too much because I want to hear you. What's your feedback in terms of that line of thinking? OK, so what I'm hearing from you is triggering so many thoughts in me about the female energy and the male energy. So from I have dived into this so deeply i listen to at least two videos a day from this woman adrian everhart she explains feminine energy so well um she says that women are the re receiving energy and men are the giving energy and anatomically we're set up like that um you know women yeah you, you know it's a, it's a right. jewish concept also and the example she always gives is that think about conception the egg is over here, right? Sitting there like a queen. And there's all these sperm try moving to get to her. So this is what you're saying. Swimming and fighting to get to the egg, right? Exactly. So women need to be, remember that we are to be revered, venerated, put on a pedestal to sit there and receive. And it is men's pleasure. This woman explains to me that I always used to feel bad. Oh, men shouldn't, a man shouldn't go out of his way for me. It is actually a man, it gives him life to do for a woman. So once we reframe ourselves and understand this, it's not we're putting a man out of his way. We are, we are meant to receive from a man um, whatever gifts he has to offer. And as a man, do you agree with that? Is it your pleasure to give to your wife? 100%. 100%. And not only that, like the modern feminist movement, which is which I'll tell you right now, it's not about it's totally not in women's interest. It's not feminism anymore. I mean, feminism is female divinity. In my, I'm, I'm not a woman, but I, by my understanding and my conversation with you, true feminism is the focus on female divinity. That's true feminism. But the the feminist movement, or the feminist movement, neuters masculinity and neuters men yes, by yes. making women be like, oh no no, don't open the door for me. Like no, exactly. like no, you deserve it, and 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 you're killing the man. It's like modern feminists like are like no, I don't want the man to do anything for me. I'm equal. I could pay, I could pay half of the meal. I don't want you to pay for me. I don't want you to open the door for me. I don't want you to do all this chivalry. By a woman doing that, she is shutting down her man or potential mate or husband. And I feel, not only do I feel bad for that man who's being shut down from being able to give more of himself towards the woman that he loves or, or potentially wants to go after um, and, and want to be able to love and have a relationship with, but even more so a marriage. A marriage is like that. That wife is shutting down her husband from giving, shutting down him being able to maximize his potential as a man, as her man, and even worse, she's shutting down her ability 
to, to receive. Everything should be able to receive from that relationship. Um, am, I, am I okay with that? Is there anything you disagree with? A thousand percent. And I want you to know, I feel in all my glory when I remove the guilt from receiving, for some reason I had guilt about receiving. I think we were brought up this way. And when I'm like, this is his pleasure. And I receive from him. I light up from that. Like I was in the airport. I'll give you a story. We were in the airport recently and I wanted licorice. Okay. <laughs> so he went to four stores, like in all different, trying to hunt me down licorice. And I'm sitting there and the old me would feel so bad that, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I saw how much happiness it brought him to come back after hunted down, hunting down licorice for me. And I thanked him. I said, thank you so much. And I showed him my joy. I said, you just made me feel so special, so loved, so treasured um, that this little request became your mission. And I saw how it made him so happy. And there was a moment of real magnetism and polarity because that's what it's about Avi when a man is in his masculine and a woman is in her feminine there's two poles there and that's where you're talking about like in the booth with the chayela it's like with the soldier it's like god created this magnetism and how do we keep it alive in a marriage by by allowing your husband to give by you being receiving and being in your feminine and his his masculine, you keep the energy in the battery. You keep it going. Right. Right. No, it's uh, and it's interesting because something I've developed basically lately, and I think also has to do with listening to you or seeing things that you're that you're posting and talking about of, of this issue. And you mentioned it earlier yourself, earlier on your just in this interview as well. When the man takes care of the things that the woman expects the man to take care of. Put it that way. And every woman could be different things. I mean, for one woman, it could be the garbage for another. I mean, I'm talking about real mundane marriage stuff. All right. And let's, here we're going to go into marriage, marriage advice, counseling for everybody out there, right? You're married, <laughs> ready? So everyone might have different expectations, but whatever those female expect those expectations of your partner is, when the man takes care of those expectations, fulfills those expectations, and again, we're all imperfect, we're not 100 percent, but but big adult, if we're majorly taking care of those, those expectations, the woman naturally feels cared for and being able to be the, her, more of her, her calm spiritual self, as opposed to when the woman sees and feels regardless of how the man tries to defend himself, right? I'm the man, I, I know this, right? No matter what the man will say to defend himself because of our, our natural egos that God gave us also, which has a purpose and it hurts us in marriages, but has a place there too, right? So no matter how much we defend ourselves, if the woman feels that we're not uh, performing according to the expectations, even on, on the house level, uh, doing the shopping, uh, helping carry the bags, uh, picking up the kids when we have to, or taking out the garbage, whatever it is, that leads the woman to not be in her calm spiritual place where she's able to maximize that ability. And then that creates tension, not just tension between husband and wife, but tension in the home, which, which can go into other issues. Hence the Torah and the rabbis were so clear, like the, the, the key to a happy home to Shalom Bayit, the key to a peaceful home is uh, a happy wife, right? Happy wife, yes. happy life. 
I mean, yeah. that's something, it's something that sounds so simple and like just a cliche, but it is so deep. It is it's so everything. deep. Yeah. Well, men, well, from the, from the books that I've read, I understand that men are in the doing energy. The masculine is the doing and the feminine is more the being, but the feminine, when she's, when she's let down, when she's disappointed by her husband, you you ask him 10 times to take out the garbage. And then if she then says, forget it, I'll take it out. She is forced to be in her masculine. Right. And, she'll resent and the resentment it. grows. Exactly. She'll resent it. So uh, that's how a, a man can be smart. A man can would do what he loves. He can be the doer. Um, it's, it's also very important on the other way for how a woman says it. You, you have to soften the request. Honey, could you please, you know, if you come at him like a man, he's going to be repelled. Again, that magnetism gets off balance. You can't come at him. You have to come at him like a woman. If you come at him like a man, he's going to turn the other way. He's not going to take out that garbage. You agree? If, if she comes at you like a commander. Yeah, and I'll go even deeper than that. I think it has to do, just like we're talking about the specialness of the female divinity, this touches upon the male divinity. Because like I touched upon it before, and I've never really thought this through until this moment. Like here hmm. I was putting down the male ego. But the man has the, the the male has an ego for a reason. God gave the male an ego for a reason in order to be the doer in a sense and accomplish and go right. Like the yeah. biggest thing is like I'm always asked to go into politics. Everyone, oh, Lavi, when are you going to politics? When are you going to politics? I'm like, I'm not going into politics. First of all, my true answer is because I love my wife and children too much. Right? That's <laughs> the, that's that's real honest reason. But two, I don't have a big enough ego. Like you have to have an ego to want to have that spotlight and 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 get the arrows that you're going to get like you know you're going to get the arrows but I want it right I obviously you want to do good too and not every politician is like this but most politicians that make it all the way to the top you have to have a huge ego and and that is a purpose so a woman has to respect just like a man has to respect the male the female divinity and and want to be a doer and giver even if you're not in the mood and you don't really want to do it but that's the best for your relationship and for your home. The woman, the best way to communicate is by respecting the man's ego, not putting yes. down the man's yes. ego. That yes. just pushes the man away. So you have to respect God. That's the male divinity and not just demonize and delegitimize it because it has a power. And if you want to neuter your man or neuter your relationship, oh, yeah, then don't respect his ego and just put him down because of that ego. You're not going to get anywhere and you're going to ruin your relationship. And that might also ruin his other whatever things he's involved in in life. Because you're just, you're just cutting down something that is an essential need that God gave him in order to be, as, to be more successful in life. And this is where, Avi, this is where equality, the equality of the women's live movement really messed us up. Because instead of appreciation, if you think, oh, we're equal, he should be doing a 50% then you lose the appreciation. And I have heard from so many teachers that the way to a man's heart is truly appreciation. Thank you for taking out the garbage thing. You know, really mean it. Don't, don't fake it. Like, cause when, when I see my husband took it out, I'm like, so grateful. So equality made it, um, um, this an air of entitlement, Avi. Like, of course he should be taking out the garbage instead of thank you so much, you know? I am thankful to him. It's I, I don't, it's not something um, automatic. Every little thing that he does around the house, the more I appreciate it, the more he does. 
It's such a life hack. And I learned this. I, I actually took out this book in preparation for this. I read this book, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man by Steve Harvey years ago. It came out in 2009. This book really started me thinking. It was the foundation for all the stuff I'm learning now. And he says that what three things do men need? Men need three things. There's a bunch of things from the book that I took, but this was the most. He said men need appreciation, what we just spoke about loyalty like this is my man you know like you have eyes for no other man this is my man the center of my world and the cookie he calls it the cookie <laughs> men need three things um and then he says how do how will the woman know that that a man is choosing her how does a woman understand a man's love language because he will protect um profess and provide meaning he will automatically protect her he will profess his love to anybody he can he will take her to meet his family meet his friends and tell shout it from the mountaintops this is my woman um and he will provide he will naturally want to pay for things protect you know all those three things it will bring out his male essence um when he falls in love with a woman so i learned so much from steve harvey wow. i recommend that book so much well and i just want to put a plug for your book what is your <laughs> book and how do people order it gila of course i don't have a copy of it on my desk you think i have it at work but it's it's really um been the love project of the past 10 years of my life um it's been my spiritual awakening it's been the the reason i think that i was so aware of what was happening when this COVID thing came in um, because I had been writing a book about intimacy with God, the spiritual lessons I have learned. I give my personal stories in the book. It's called The Center of All Things. It's on Amazon. And it, I think it was Hashem kind of saved the book for now because I, I wrote it so, so, I'm like, why is it taking so long to get this book, to birth this book? And it's truly about how I connect with God and different ideas, um, how to um, grow spiritually. So, you know, I put it out there and I'm hoping it'll contribute to the mass awakening somehow. All right. Well, anyone, if you are inspired as I am by the depth and spirituality and messages, such important and holy messages coming from Gila, order her book so we'll i'll put up i'll put up the link also for people to be able to order so i want to go back to the to the femininity feminine feminism equality um point because because you you put me you, you brought that up and just this past shabbat uh i had a conversation which i told you about before we before we went and started recording also where that came up and my response to the person who said that because this person told me and it was a woman who said feminism is about equality i'm like no it's not there is no equality in the world. There's no fairness in the world. Life is about learning how to get along with our differences and make the most of our situations, right? True feminism is about feminine divinity, right? Owning the specialness and divine of, of, your, of, of, of who you are as a woman, differentiated from a man. Does that mean you should have the same options as a man? Uh, plenty, yeah, for sure. But that there's no, there's no, there's, it's not about equality. And I went even further and she was shocked. I like, I'm like, feminism has neutered the feminine uh, identity in today's world, modern feminism. It's neutered women, just like it's neutering man and man's place in society. How, so how, how would you respond to that? Did I, did I do okay in, in, in saying that to her? Absolutely. That's the best argument. And you know, you just made me realize that 
I, you know, if you ask me, would I want to come into this life as a man or a woman and why? I said, I, I would always want to be a woman because I could have a baby. You were talking about that before. Right. And I, I feel wasn't. bad for men that they'll never experience the holiness in those moments of pushing a baby out, of holding your baby for the first time and, and nurturing a baby. It is something that I feel sorry for men that they can't experience because it's such a rich it is, it is touching the face of God. It is the closest you're going to come. Those moments of pushing a baby into this world. And I feel sorry for men that they can't. <laughs> so talk about equality. I, I, I feel like women have this, such a special advantage in this world. Like you said, we are the, the, the cradle of creation. We are the foundation of creation. And men are just kind of helpers to that. <laughs> well, that makes, me, that makes me think of the following. Because one of the major uh, phrases we hear in today's world, today's politically correct, progressive, really regressive world, is to take down the patriarchy. Right. So how, how would you respond to that? Because yes, men have been running the world for generations more so than women. Every once in a while, there was a woman in powerful positions, whether in government or organizations or families, right? But majority life has been led by men in positions of power. So that existed. So, but but what's how would you say that that's wrong? Well, that it's wrong to talk about wait, you're all about what women and women power and equality in order to take down the patriarchy or the patriarchy has has held back women all these years. How would you respond to that in in, in, in this whole feminine divinity discussion? Okay, I feel like they once the women understand that it's not a fight. We're leaving the time, the Piscean age. We're going into the age of Aquarius. We're going. We're leaving the warrior mode. We're leaving. We're going into this the time of of the divine feminine. So once women rise back into their natural powers and the world balances, there is no taking out of the patriarchy. We will embrace the divine masculine. That's what will happen organically and naturally as women understand that they don't have to fight. We don't have to butt heads with anybody. Once we reclaim our power, our strength through love, not fight, love, not war. Right. Once we reclaim this, this emotion, our natural strength of love, um, the men, it'll free up the men to be men. It'll free up the women to be women and the, the, the battle disappears. But the, they want to keep us fighting, Avi. That's the problem in every aspect of life. Black and women, black and white men and women, Israelis, Palestinians. This is the, the overlords that we are finally understanding about, that we have been under. The, they're, the, they're behind the scenes and they're running the show. And when we say enough, it is enough. When we say no more, it is no more. So I want to take what you're just saying to the next level and tell me if right. you agree. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I believe everything happens for a reason, right? God is, God is the one running everything. Everything happens for a reason. Even all the negative, horrible, bad, evil stuff done by man, right? Man is responsible for all those bad things, but God is, is allowing it to happen. Right. Right. Everything is still for a reason. Okay. So okay. hear me out. Some people might be listening to you. Some women might be listening to you. I'm like, oh my God, this woman's crazy. She wants us to go back to the 1950s where women were just in the home and taking care of the kids and they just had to get dinner ready. And if the husband came home and dinner wasn't ready, then the husband would beat them and go drinking. It's like, she wants us to go back to that. 
So I was answering my own, I was going to ask you like, what would you say to that? And I, I, I thought about my own answer thinking in the timeline of man, but in a timeline run by God, everything for a reason. It's like, my answer would be, no, no, no. We're not supposed to be in the 1950s. We've gone through this feminist movement in order to, for women to be empowered and own, own their feminine divinity. Whereas men consequently also learn that we're not supposed to be the men of the 1950s, but the men of the 21st century where we own our male divinity, respecting the female divinity as a society. Meaning the purpose of this feminist movement, which today has gone off the rails, was in order to bring us not full circle, but to a place where we appreciate the, the male role in the world where the female role would be a pre, the female divinity would be appreciated as well. Cause it wasn't necessarily understood and appreciated back in the 1950s. That was just it. That was just life. That's and brilliant. Abby. That's that brilliant. Good? We have to go to an extreme, just like everything has to get magnified. Like the gender has, it, it's taken to this abnormal right. you know, level. So you see it's God putting a magnifying lens on it, and then we take it back to the middle, where where we're supposed to be, right? Where we're supposed to be, right. brilliant. And something, and 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 I'm actually enjoying seeing this in seeing this in real life. I'm a, I'm a big follower of Candace Owens. I've been following her since even before she was famous, when she was just doing her own red pill, black pill YouTube videos, right? Before anyone knew about her, and she has been a huge voice for female divinity, right? She's a strong political conservative figure as well. But if you follow her enough, you see her talking about how much she enjoys being a mother. She now has her second child, married second child. She works. She's out there in the world. She's making a difference in the world. She's owning her space that God has given her, but she's empowering women to be proud to be mothers, to be proud to stay at home and take care of their children and not feel they have to run away from their children the quickest they can in order to get back into the rat race of to be a slave to corporate America or corporate world. And more and more women are being thankful to Candace. For, thanks. Thank you so much, Candace. Thanks to you. I'm so happy I'm at home with my child. And why, why was I part of that rat race? And you're helping me gain a perspective. So I think we're seeing the beginning of this uh, process. Yeah, no, that's she's a great example of it, absolutely. And and you reminded me that that women do have masculine. Like I'm a doer. My whole day, I'm doing things. But inside my home, inside my relationship, I go back into my feminine energy because we can do both, just like you can do both. You know, right. when you need it, you call upon the energy that you need moment and you really can become a master of it if you really tune into it what the different strengths are you know women women can be both men can be both but the 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 real secret the art of it is to know when and where so you know one of my final questions because i know you have to go soon one of my final questions has to do with advice for i don't know gen z or the younger generation who are starting to date today all right because in today's dating world, and I'm talking even in the Jewish modern Orthodox, right, traditional Orthodox uh, circles, very much brainwashed by modern feminism and everything has to be 50-50, right? Um, they're already going into the dating scene 
with the we're paying 50 50 i mean not every not every dating not every woman or man in these relationships uh whether paying 50 50 on dates or not opening doors or or just the mindset in general or i don't want to be home with the kids i want to run out to work as quickly as possible like talking about what type of values they want in their home what advice would you give i guess mostly the women but not necessarily in terms of trying to break free from that when they're when they're dating and dealing with someone who they're just meeting and they don't know where their mindset is but to try to get them to understand and respect their female divinity or male divinity and that they want a home based based on that and not based on the modern 50-50 feminism equality uh, agenda which is ruining marriages and children and and family structure unit but what advice would you give um i would just give the advice of what i did is read books on feminine energy read books watch youtube videos adrian everhart she's my girl right now is learn type in feminine energy and you'll get a million hits on youtube learn what it is educate yourself but my whole spiritual awakening has come through books I read, I watch videos, and once you really understand what feminine energy is, you will be the most powerful being in the world because men are men are just suckers for it. <laughs> they just can't help themselves but being around a feminine woman. And that is our real power. Um, and Avi, you know, as you just touched on such a, a topic for me, because I feel like maybe we could have another conversation a different day, but, um, in our world where um, it's like men are learning, sitting and learning all day, and the women have to go work, that has created such an imbalance. You know, oh, my God. Oh, it's God. So, it's so anti-Judaism. It's, anti <laughs> it's anti-Judaism. And it's I happening. Agree. It's in And it's happening in the most, the ultra-Orthodox part of the world, of the Jewish world. It's so anti-Judaism, right? Just for people to understand who are not familiar in the ultra-Orthodox world, mostly in Israel, but it's in America too, but mostly sure. mostly in Israel, um, where learning Torah, learning the Bible, which is the whole one of the holiest things a man can do in this world, what's been put on a pedestal is for men to learn all the time and not work at all, right? right. So, and then because family and having children is also a huge uh, part of Jewish life told to us by commanded us by God. So you have men learning, uh, big families, sometimes seven, eight, nine, ten plus kids. And because the man's learning and not making money or just a, a small stipend, it is the woman who has to work. In addition to being the motherly figure in the home, obviously, if they're blessed with daughters, the daughters help. And even though on the one hand it's beautiful, oh, what a beautiful thing, like they make it work, the husband is learning Torah, which is so holy, and the children are helping out, raising the smaller children, and in in big adult, like in general, they're doing an okay job, like they're still seeing a sane society, but there's something screwed up there. Because the polarity of the is off. Once, once the woman must the woman. become the provider, the polarity has shifted. The men are, talk about emasculated, talk about neutered. You know, to sit and learn. I mean, it's and I say this all the time, Avi, that in the Gemara, everyone had a profession in the Talmud. But all of the big that. rabbis had a profession. They just yeah. they, they were making money in order to after live. their name. And, it's what they did. And right, and not only that, according to according to the Rambam, it is forbidden for rabbis to get paid 
to be rabbi. To be rabbi, right? Yes. We're supposed to be rabbi. Because and 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 that doesn't have to do with this issue. That has to do because the second you're paid, like the, the rabbis and the Torah and God, God understood, yeah. we are what? They write you're bribable. You're you're then you're bribable. You're yeah. owned. The second you you're get owned. money, you're owned. You have someone in in, in 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 Torah language. We have a saying: Bal hamea hu bal hadea. Right, the one who gives you the hundred dollar bill, his opinion counts the most. Right, so it doesn't make yeah. any difference that you think you're the big rabbi. They they're paying me to tell me tell them what to what I think. Well, if the if the person giving you your salary says, Rabbi, don't say that, or you're out of a job. Well, <laughs> right. So there's a reason rabbis are not supposed to be paid because the only way they can honestly hold on to their integrity and their Torah word and guidance. Is not but not by not being and owned. look and look at the mess that that money. played into this whole thing with the whole, you know what I'm saying? That, yes, that for those who are not that. familiar, all you have to do is do a deep dive of how much government grants and funding, uh, in America, uh, especially, but I'm sure in other countries, that government gave out to religious organizations, religious institutions, schools, yeah, schools. in order in order to force uh covid policies Maybe. vaccine yeah. forcing right. vaccines coercing vaccines on their constituents a lot of money you're talking about billions of dollars government funding so what gila is referring to is again we're talking about this issue once uh, a school uh an organization a religious institution is being given millions of dollars by the federal government to push a vaccine on everyone how many of them are going to say, oh, I can't, or I'm not going to take that money. I mean, I need this money for a new building. I need and, this money for more scholarships. Safer. I need this money for my community. How, and so yeah. all of us, and then if you try to talk to the leaders of those organizations, say there's something wrong. Why are you forcing? Why are you coercing? Let us have our own opinions. Why are you doing this? There's no discussion. They won't even None. talk to you. None. But it's not None. because of the science. It's because the funding. The, government from the funding, the funding, government funding, and the governments were smart to get into their. They know what they're doing. Pockets. Yeah, it, they knew it. They knew it. And there was, and the Torah had safeguards for this, Navi. That's what breaks my heart. Yeah. Um, but I, I gotta run to work. No, no, let's talk more, Gila. Let's talk more. <laughs> Gila, we'll have you again. This is such an important, such an yeah. important and holy, holy topic. And and I, I just want to clarify for everyone as well. Like in Judaism, like we're talking about, like the women are more spiritual. Women who want to do all the mitzvot, the reason they don't have to do the mitzvot is because they don't have to do the mitzvot. Men have to. We have to. We have to. We have to wake they up. They need extra morning. help. They need right, all we, the help we they need, can get. But, why, right? but, but, but if women want to do it, then great. And right. it's not anything against women. It's it's respecting the, the the specialty of God's creation of the female divinity. So that just this goes on much much deeper. But just everyone understand that perspective. Like I believe Judaism, it's not against women. Judaism puts women on the pedestal. It's our Western mindset that is screwing up people's understanding of the beauty of the Torah and Judaism for our lives, and especially specifically on this issue of the uniqueness of the, of the female divinity and the male divinity. So Gila, thank you so much for your insight. Thank you, Avi. This was amazing. Thank you for the opportunity to speak about this. Such a passion of mine. I appreciate this conversation so much. It's a passion of mine too, and I think both of us are on the 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 religious, the Jewish human crusade 
to wake up as many people as possible to have them own their their, their true divinity, whether female or Absolutely. male, and their relationships Absolutely. and their marriages and their families, because it gives so much and so so much of what's going wrong in the family unit today is because this basic uh, point is 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 not only not understood, it's it's been totally mutilated and delegitimized. Yes. Gila Jedwab, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Pulse of Israel. Gila's going off to work now, right? She's being her doer. She's going to bring her spiritual self in also into her doer self, right? And uh, it should be a good, successful uh, day at work where everyone gets their teeth, whatever they need done properly without coming out hurting at all. Amen. Thank you, Avi. All right. Shalom, shalom, Gila. Shalom. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody, that was Gila Jedwab. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Pulse of Israel. Uh, I, I don't know how many of people are touched by everything you heard in this conversation between me and Gila. Again, it's something that I'm very passionate about, something Gila's very passionate about. It's something that's so special and so deep. If this touches you at all, take the time to study more about it. Take the time to look for those books. Look up that author that Gila was talking about. Look for that book. Start reading it. Delve more into it, especially if you're a woman um, one of the things I tell my boys, I'm a father of four boys. And I say, look, 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 when you're looking for a partner, look for a female partner who is spiritually stronger than you, right? Because ultimately men, no matter how strong or how well learned or how connected we are to our religion and our identity as Jews, ultimately men still have a weakness. We're not, we're not built uh, as spiritually as the woman. The woman has more spiritual power. Not every woman is spiritual. Not every woman is, is tapped into her spirituality and her spiritual sense and, and, and her true spiritual feminine divinity. But I tell them for, for a family and to have the, the home that you want of a strong home, look for a woman who has a stronger spiritual, and here it's a Jewish understanding as well, but a stronger spiritual understanding of her own self and being in this world than you are, because that'll help bring a stronger home where both the woman and the man will be the most, and you bring two and you get more than two, uh, and, and it's a stronger home for, for the children. That's not to say it's the perfect solution in every single marriage lasts even in this situation. Not at all, I'm not saying that, but it does help in many, many ways. It's, it's going back to our nature and to the way God created us, tapping in to our nature, because modernity, Western, thought, Western liberalism, feminisms, the movement where it is today has totally taken us away from our natural selves, celebrating and maximizing women, their female divinity and men, their male divinity. So I hope you enjoyed. I definitely advise you to do a deeper, deep dive into this, learn more, read more, watch more to understand this even more to help your relationships, your, yourself, your relationships, your families, your children moving forward. And that's it. So signing off for another episode of the Pulse of Israel here in our eternal and ancestral homeland in the eternal and indivisible capital, Jerusalem. And if this politically incorrect truth is information that touches you, well, every once in a while, help support the work we do. Just go to pulseofisrael.com and click on the donate button. Thank you so much. Shalom. Thanks for watching. Pulse of Israel, frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.